Welcome to the Blister Podcast, a program dedicated to interesting people, the great outdoors, and a bunch of other stuff we like, like pink skis that are 196 centimeters long. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and as always, you can check us out online at blisterreview.com. Today we're talking with the co-founder and the head ski designer of one of the hottest brands in all of skiing, Black Crows. Camille Jacou co-founded Black Crows back in 2005, and Julian Renier joined his old friend Camille at the company in 2009 to take over as the Black Crows' chief ski shaper. Before getting involved with Black Crows, Camille and Julian both enjoyed very successful careers in the ski world, and we could have spent hours talking just about their own personal accomplishments. But in this conversation, the objective was to learn more about the history and the trajectory of this company that is on the radar of a rapidly growing number of skiers around the world. As you might imagine, we touched on a whole bunch of interesting stuff here, so we are going to do something a bit different, and we're going to split my conversation with Camille and Julian into two parts. What you are about to hear is part one, where we'll focus on the origins and the story of the Black Crows, the design principles and influences of the brand, a few of the key ski models in the history of the company, and then we'll wrap up with a discussion of their new move into offering Black Crows apparel. And then this weekend, we're going to publish part two of our conversation over on our Gear 30 platform, because that's when we're going to dive deep into the topic of women's specific skis, and then go through next season's 1819 ski lineup before it gets unveiled next week in Denver at the Snow Sports Industries of America trade show. So that's how we're going to roll this week with part one today and part two this weekend. Before we get to my conversation with Camille and Julian, I want to quickly tell you about the new podcast we launched this week called All Things Climbing. All Things Climbing is our new weekly climbing podcast hosted by our climbing editor, Dave Alley, who you may already know from his past appearances on this podcast. The first episode went live this week, and whether or not you're even into climbing, the second half of Dave's discussion with British climber Hazel Finlay is a conversation that every single person who cares about outdoor sports is going to want to hear. So check out All Things Climbing, and you can subscribe to it on iTunes or your favorite Android player. And now we've got three podcasts for you to check out each week and subscribe to, but let's go ahead and start with this particular episode and my conversation with Camille Jacou and Julian Renier. I think we might as well kick off at the very beginning with um, just a bit more about the Black Crow's story. My, my sense is that there are probably a good number of skiers in North America, at least, who certainly are familiar with the Black Crow's brand but maybe don't know um, how this brand came to be. And so, Camille, I thought I might just ask you first to give us a bit of the backstory on this. Um, what year did the Black Crows start? And talk a little bit about what was going on in the ski world at that time. Yeah, so we we, we, we back in uh, like 2005, 2006. That's really when the, when the idea to, to start it, uh, uh, a brand uh, uh, camps and um, so we 
me, I come from Chamonix, and I was with another um, skier, Bruno Compagnier, mm -hmm. and uh, and another friend. Uh, um, and we we just we just had a conversation during a, a dinner around the pizza in a, in a Chamonix restaurant one evening, and uh, we just said, okay, tomorrow you have money in your in your pocket. You go in a ski shop. We, we, which pair of ski, ski will you buy? And um, and the, so there was Bruno and me. We were like both like kind of pro skiers, and uh, and uh, and all, on, all, all the friends were just more like a, a weekend a weekend skier. And but no no nobody could really like find the the right answer to say okay I love that brand I love that skis. Of course there was a lot of good product on the market, um, but maybe technically they were not totally what. We were looking for, um, and in terms of brands, there were some new brands, um, like fresh brands like Armada, Line, Forefront. Um, but they, they were like really freestyle brand at that time, and and us, we were all, already in our thirties, uh, and we were like big mountain skier, like and 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 mostly in Chamonix. So we were looking really for a, a, a ski to to use on the Chamonix terrain, and also in parallel we were looking for a brand who who, who could reflect our, our vision of of skiing in like 2005, 2006, and it just started like that. You just talked about starting this this company and didn't say a word about kind of a very strong traditional European race culture, right? What, how weird of a thing was this to be to be in Chamonix and starting this, I guess we would call it more of a free ride brand um, in Europe at that time? Well, I think Chamonix, I'm just trying to talk a little bit, but um, at, at that time, um, this is Julian speaking, and at that time I was um, doing Armada so um different story but uh i think chamonix as a correct me if i'm wrong camille but it's it's always been the the land of a free ride mm -hmm. and uh and there is uh not really that much that alpine culture or alpine skiing culture mm -hmm. it's always been about the mountain and uh and whatever way to go down the mountain so it really fit those guys style of skiing and the and the first ski that they made really fit that it's the corvus and the corvus was made to go from the top of the aiguille to the bottom yeah. and uh, hold the different snow conditions yeah because chamonix is really a uh, 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 off-piste skiing place and uh, and uh, of course the like the kind of free skiing culture started from uh, from north america and you you had like uh, all these guys. They they came in the mid nineties to uh, early nineties to to do some shooting in Chamonix. Uh, uh, like a good friend, like like Plague, for example, who now mm -hmm. live half of the time in Chamonix, used to come like pretty early in the in the in the nineties. So they, we really had this uh, this culture in Chamonix. But that's true at that time with all the dynamic of uh, the new school and the uh, the free ride, I will say, all the, the the big major at that time, end of nineties, early two thousand, they 
they've been into that. And and Bruno and me, we we used to um, to ski for Salomon for for four years. Um, and just at, at the end of this conversation, we we just said, okay, we we couldn't find the the best skis and and really a brand who. who, who who were exciting us and and we saw okay maybe we are not alone you know we mm-hmm. and uh, and we started to check really into the ski shops try a lot of skis and and the ideas really st- started like that and um and what we what we did directly it was first of course we wanted to to launch a first ski who was uh, good for us but also could who could fit to a, uh, 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 not only for like really strong skier, but who can only, <coughs> sorry, um, who could fit also to the like the medium skier, and he can he can find some some pleasure on it, mm-hmm. and um, and and so since the beginning we wanted to to make very good product, and in parallel we wanted to create a a strong uh, brand identity and uh, it's it's really started like that hmm. julian when did you first meet camille oh we grew, we grew up uh, camille grew up in uh, in chamonix but also in la plaine uh, mm-hmm. which is another ski resort um he was spending his winter in la plaine and summer in chamonix so we went to the ski club together so um he's five years older than me but um I knew him since uh, my uh, early days of life. Oh, cool! <laughs> so, okay. um, so we always uh, we we did uh, mogul skiing together, a okay. lot of mogul skiing, and uh, we went to Europa Cup and uh, and school a little bit. Uh, he was always uh, five years ahead of me, but I do remember him in the bus, <laughs> pulling me around. Um, but we always knew each other, and uh, and we did a bunch of. Um, of side project together before uh, Black Rose. Uh, we did a couple of um, little um, ski movies and uh, and, a, and a magazine together. So uh, I've always been working with uh, Camille. All right. Because you and Julian, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think you came on board with Black Crows. It's been, what, eight, eight years now? Something like that? Uh, it's going to be nine years. Nine years. I, I think it's... Uh, 2009. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's been a, a few years. I mean, it is just, it's kind of remarkable. So you, you guys are talking about this brand. You're, you're, it's a, a Chamonix kind of based brand and focused brand. You're not worried about, um, a ski racing culture, as you've already said really well. When, when the, when Black Crows was getting started, I mean, what, there were also a few other companies, um, you know, faction and Amplid were coming up at least around this uh, around this time. Was there yeah. talking with these guys? What, were you guys more talking amongst yourselves? How how was that? What was that culture like? Well, I think we we yeah we probably were talking to ourselves. We were looking, of course, um, what was on the market. But in terms of product, uh, what we did, we, we, we did a combination of, of, uh, of what we like to, to shape the, the, the first keys. And, uh, and what we really wanted to do is to have a, 
a ski work well on any kind of snow because in Chamonix you have some long runs mm -hmm. and sometimes you can have a lot of different kind of, of snow in, in, in the same run. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so it, it was to, uh, um, we, we had a lot of friends around us, like kind of ski bum and, and, and those people, they kind of get like one pair of ski probably for a few years and, and, uh, And, and they need it for every day. So we really wanted to work on that kind of, uh, of um, um, shape, but um, attitude, how do you can say that? In a, in a, yeah, the, the, that way of skiing yeah, for Chamonix, Chamonix is a special place. Yeah. So, uh, so I think when you ski in Chamonix, you really can have one pair of ski because you need that pair of ski that can ski that every condition from top to bottom. And uh, it, it, it's a, it's a special place. Like I, I um I really recommend for people to go and see it and ski it. Um, but of course, as the um, as the company evolved, like you need more pair of skis and you need pair of skis for every different places on 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 a global scale. So we we do now different kind of skis. But at the beginning, it really started from uh from that kind of agreed humidity run. Yeah. Where where you have powder at the the top and and you end up in the slush and you want that ski to perform every every stage of the um, of the run. Hmm. So you already said the the Corvus was the first Black Rose ski, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Corvus how? One ninety six. Go ahead. Long... Sit. Corvus one ninety six. Was, I didn't uh, realize that. It was only the 196 to start things yeah. off. Yeah, only one side. <laughs> only one side. <laughs> And it was only a 196. Cami wanted, wanted a ski for every skier, and a uh, good skier and bad skier, but only in one side. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a long side. But at that time, we, the, the, yeah, the ski were a bit longer on the market, I yeah. think. And, And, and it was a one zero three millimeters, uh, under the, under the feet. And, uh, and at that time it was, it was big. Yeah. It was big. It was yeah. Big. And uh, so how long was this? How long was this? The only, this was the first black crow ski did was the next step to make the Corvus in more lengths, or did you start to put out onto the market, other shapes, other models? No, every, every lens as a, At the name at that time, I think. Yeah, we did. After we like uh, a, a month later, we, we just launched the the Navis, uh -huh. uh, and, and these two names, these two models, of course, they they change year, year after year, but they are still in the range. Yep. Um, and the Navis, the, yeah, the it was kind of the same base in terms of shape, but the the twin was a the tail was a was. The, the, the twin was bigger, so the tail was bi a bit different, and um, but the identity was yeah was was pretty close. And we had the the navies in 186 and after 175, and we had this kind of I will say free ski um, uh, for like yeah almost two seasons. Mm -hmm. Okay. And after I don't know if you want to talk about the. Uh, because it's it's a really uh, uh, important subject uh, about Black Rose. It's it's the identity of the brand. 
um, the story about the logo. I definitely want to talk about this. Tell me, ta- tell me the story of the logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I as I said, when we when we 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 started that brand, we we wanted to create a strong identity to uh, first to do something that we like uh, and also to be recognizable on on the snow. Our idea was if you see a pair. Of, if one day someone will see a pair of black holes, uh, we wanted that people recognize it, they see it from far, and they will remember it. And um, and so we 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 found that name black holes about like yeah this it's uh, it's more a friendly bird in in Chamonix. It's called the shuka. Uh, it's same. It's a black bird with but with a yellow beak. Um, but black holes sounds much. Better than Shuka, <laughs> internationally, I will say. And uh, and uh, there was also this rock band called the the, the Black Rose. Uh, mm-hmm. But we had the idea of of to to be part of something, the idea of kind of a club, like uh, a group, a band. And um, and uh, and me, when I started to work on the identity of the of the brand, I. I I was looking to to find ideas uh, uh, through friends, more like into probably like people who, who, who live in cities with some strong design influences. And I contacted um, a friend of mine, uh, art director called Yorgo uh, Tlupas, um, based in Paris, French based in Paris, um, very famous art director. And uh, and I, I I talked to him about the project and he he didn't really reply to me for a few months and uh, and one day two months later he called me back he told me Kami I have an idea and uh, I said okay cool so let's uh, yeah send it to me and he told me um, well Kami what we should do is to never do graphic design for free just to do something aesthetic. But always with the meaning of of the group of the demultiplication, and uh, and Yorgo came with this idea of the of the chevron. You know, it's this yeah. kind of black arrow who, who, who made our our logo, and uh, and he told me with this geometric geometric form uh, we can do. Uh, um, like uh, infinite patterns, we can do what what we want, and um, and so since that day, we we use the chevron on, on every single um, product we do, uh, ski clothing poles, and also merchandising or yeah everything. Every every single product from Black Rose is is made with the chevron, and uh, with always this idea of like. Yeah, club demultiplication, and, um, and so in parallel we 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 started to use some bright colors uh, combined with this kind of minimalism uh, geometric form, and um, yeah, that's that's really uh, that's really key in the story, and and I would say of the of the success of the brand because we wanted that if someone see a black rose keys. He will, um, he will remember it, and yeah. we want to work also on a kind of a, a, a timeless, timeless design. 
if you if you look at the the first keys we 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 launched the Corvus 196 in uh, in uh, 28 of December 2006 the first time we we showed the skis it's pretty similar of the of the graphic design we do today hmm. and uh, and we wanted also to do that like if, to build some good product and if if someone uh, have a black hole ski of few years uh we open that's what we we work out the, the, the skis is, is strong it still work on the snow but also the the graphic design is not like of fashion. It's still like look. It still look like a black rose. Yeah, and I. I mean, it just is. I think it. It's not arguable. I mean, I think the black crows logo and kind of branding just is one of the most identifiable uh, logos in in the entire ski industry. So I think uh, I agree with everything you've just said, and I think you guys have pulled it off in a way that I know several of us at Blister, at least, um, we certainly think it's a it's a really great look, and uh, it's it's cool to hear that backstory. Um, this it didn't this wasn't a, this wasn't an accident. <laughs> some thinking went into some thinking went into this consistency. Uh, it sure sounds like. Yeah, yeah, no, no. There was this idea of of consistency, and uh, and after in parallel we we uh, we really had developed this brand with our our intuition and feeling and passion, but we always wanted to to make good product dedicated to the practice. Uh, and in parallel, that's true. We are really into the details and the design, and we we yeah we like what we do, and we we. We, we hope people they, they like it too, but we really did it with our our, our feeling and with our passion of uh, of of skiing and in parallel of of design. Yeah. So we've talked a bit about this consistency of the branding and the the looks of the skis. I'm I'm curious to hear, and and I guess this is maybe we'll start with Julian on this, but I'm always curious to hear if if ski designers. Um, beyond the consistency of the look if if you guys spend time thinking about um uh if, if do you care if someone says something like well so okay black crow skis they look cool uh what do they ski like um is there an answer to that are are you guys even interested in aiming for a kind of consistency or a consistent performance across the entire line or are you more uh, focused on creating like a specific feel or a performance envelope for each particular ski? Um, I think there's um, there's uh, both um, both uh, there's there's truth in uh, both of what you said, uh, but there is um, a feeling through the line that that we are working on that feeling of um, uh, playful playfulness. Uh, and um, and uh, but like the more skis you get, uh, the more uh, specialized uh, each skis are gonna be. Um, but you you keep a you keep a certain consistency. Um, and uh, for example, uh, our last ski that come out this year, the the demon, yeah, uh, that came out in the shop this year, um, the full. Reverse camber. It's um, it's our base. It's based out of a vocal mantra, 
uh, because it's a ski we really liked. And, uh, and I start working on that ski thinking uh, and skiing uh, the Montra a lot. And it's always like that. You always have a, a ski that you like and a ski that you test. And uh, uh, sometimes it's my own ski. Sometimes it's different brand. And uh, that's the way everybody work. Uh, and uh, and um, and the mantra was uh, ski a certain way. But I knew that the daemon I wanted to uh, to have the daemon ski another way, and, that, and having the daemon uh, closer to what uh, Black Rose is used to, to ski like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted that ski to be a little more playful and, and light on the foot mm-hmm. and have more, um, um, uh, less like a tank. Uh, <laughs> and that's, but, uh, some, some ski ski like a tank and it's great. Like, uh, like if you like that kind of feeling, it's great. Um, but I don't think it's the feeling of black holes. The black holes are, uh, an object that you can jump with, mm-hmm. uh, and very very well on the ground as as well it's a mix of both it's not a pure freestyle ski it's a ski that's going to be super good on the edge um not the best because if you want to be the best on the edge you're 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 going to be quite heavy and um and you're going to have specification that are that are not going to work in the air and i i it's a it's a very fine mix between both uh both area and um and then uh every ski is gonna is gonna have its specification and uh and if you have a very specialized ski it's of course it's gonna it's gonna be out of the main line but it's for some specific reason yeah when we started black horse with with bruno we we did the shape ourselves uh we just are are feeling and the idea was to to have a combination of, of performance and playfulness. Um, and with that, I think you can, uh, if you can have the strong, very good skier, they can find what they, they are looking for. And also the medium skier can progress and, and have good time. And, uh, and it's to, to find this, this, uh, this combination on the, on the same product because for us, uh, uh, ski was and it's it's still it's it's a pleasure and uh, and and when Julian started to to collaborate with us and and started to really shape the skis, um, I think he did very well, but with more um, science than than we used to to really like become very very uh, specific on the on the on the shapes and on the details. But we I think we always kept this combination of, of performance and playfulness and and in French we call that the le, le toucher de neige it means the 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 feeling on the snow that you can have when you you know you have some brands that have an identity when you when you put the skis and and uh, and us we yeah we 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 wanted to find our own own identity on on, on snow so I have to ask, um, and, and actually I'll back up, Julian, you asked if your description of that, of the diamond made sense. And as somebody who spent a good portion of the spring skiing the diamond back to back against the mantra, I completely agree with everything you just said, um, in that description. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, that was kind of, I, I posted my initial review, uh, of that ski and, and I, I have to say it pretty much is exactly in line with everything you've just said. Um, and I was kind of hoping to 
get the ski into some firmer, more difficult conditions. Um, but then I broke my neck this past summer. And so I'm, I'm still waiting uh, a little bit to, uh, to get those firmer, more difficult, uh, challenging conditions. So we're almost there. We're almost there. Okay. Yeah, cool. On the daemon, for example, having that, 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 that skill lighter and, um, and that plate, um, titanal plate, not all the way also enable the ski to flex a little bit mm -hmm. more in the tip and tail, which, uh, which, which is going to bring, uh, more drive in soft snow. Uh, and in conjunction with the, um, with the, the reverse, uh, camber, for example. Yep. Uh, it's going to allow you to ski more, um, uh, forward in soft snow in powder and use less energy and, and still have that good drive, uh, because the ski is able to flex, um, without having the edge grip, uh, because of the reverse camber and because it's a little bit softer, uh, than, uh, than, than other type of ski mm -hmm. it, it really depends there is every flex every type of ski on the market but that's the balance that i wanted to have a, a ski that has a really good drive in soft snow because it's 100 uh, millimeter width mm -hmm. um but has a really good drive on the edge so it's it's made with the um, the side cut in conjunction with how much reverse camber we put on it so it's all details and it's all it's a a lot of skiing. It's a lot of experience to uh, actually um, to actually put everything together, and um, and it, yeah, it's the, the way we do it. We ski a lot, and we I think about ski shape a lot, and uh, and yeah, that's the magic. <laughs> so I have to ask. Uh, I'll ask both of you which particular ski in the current lineup is each of your personal favorite um i can i can start uh with that like uh, i really like for powder skiing i really like the nocta because of the, the river scamber i think it's uh fantastic to ski in powder like enable at least for me it enabled me to ski very forward in powder and still have that drive that turning drive um uh, without spending too much energy and with it without leaning back and forcing my turn uh so that's uh i think that's an amazing um way to ski and the the balance between the reverse camber and the the, the 2d side cut is is uh well made so that on hard pack i can still carve and have edge grip so uh it's really a progression for from a ski that i've made a, a few years ago with armada for example the arg Mm -hmm. which was um a, such a a river scamber ski uh but it was a garbage on a hard pack it was just uh, unskiable mm -hmm. and it was almost hard to get back on the um, on the chairlift on the piste and with the nocta it's it's still a pleasure to ski on the piste and you can carve and you have an edge grip and it's uh, fantastic uh, uh so for me it's the nocta um and uh, I, I actually really like the Vertis, the, the piece ski we are doing. Yeah. When the, the snow is um is not uh is not good condition, I really have fun uh, carving on the piece with that ski. And uh, also the Navis Freebird when I'm uh, touring, I'm, uh, I really like that ski. Okay, Camille, if if you don't say the original 196 Corvus, I'm going to be really disappointed. Uh, you should, you should yeah, say that's the only thing I ski ever. 
Tabis de Corvus de Seven and Orb. Yeah, I, I still have a, I still have two pair of Corvus 26 in my uh, in my garage, but uh, but uh, no, I, I don't have skinny since a long time. Every year we say, okay, we should do one day um, of like Corvus 196. It's <laughs> like uh, it's just like there's no rocker. It's classic camber. Yeah. Uh, mm, but we, yeah, we still, we still never uh, do it. <laughs> we, we should, we should. No, now I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting old. I need some, uh, <laughs> some more e easy ski. No, I, the, the ski I use a lot, and uh, and when I travel, uh, I don't know what uh, where I will go or what what kind of snow I will find. I I use a lot the the atrius mm -hmm. because it's. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's really uh, it, like a, a ski to do everything. It's one zero eight on the on the feet. It's a uh, it's a kind of uh, alpine uh, attitude, but uh, but very playful, very versatile. And uh, and on the piste, uh, you you carve very well. Of course, you have a one zero eight, so it's it's uh, it's it's to carve with a one zero eight, but it works very good. And in powder, in powder with the with the tip and the, the dimension of the tip, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's a very efficient uh, ski. So that's that's really the kind of ski I use a lot. And um, and in touring, me I, I use uh, quite a lot the 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 Corvus, uh, not in one ninety six, but uh, in uh, in one eighty three. Uh, and now the Corvus is wider. It's it's one zero eight under the the feet, but it's a kind of a, yeah, kind of alpine traditional shape, but with a, a, a rocker on, on the tip and an early early rise on the tail. Corvus uh, Freebird, the Corvus Freebird, yeah, yeah, um, and um, yeah, because it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 worked very good for like cool war skiing thing like that and. Uh, and yeah, that's one of my of my favorites. Hmm. Very good. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We'll get back to I've got some other questions about skis for you, but getting back to just kind of design in general, and then I wanna I wanna get in and, and talk a bit about Black Crow's apparel. But before we go there, um we've you've talked well about uh the design decisions and principles that went into the logo. How interested and how much attention are you guys paying to design outside of the ski world? Um, are there particular kind of product areas that you are paying the most attention to in general or paying attention to for inspiration or ideas for skis or apparel? Well, me, me I'm uh, speaking. Um, I'm uh, I'm uh, very interested in uh, architecture, mm -hmm. um, and I always um, to to your go is very about uh, graphical design. is is interesting about a lot of things, but what it does for Black Rose is very uh, graphic design based. And I'm I'm if I look at um, uh, uh, graphical thing, I'm really interested about architecture because it's about volume. And I, mm. I very much like uh, volume and um, and the 3D aspect of uh, of uh, 
graphical design. Uh, so uh, to me, architecture is the holy grail of uh, of any uh, of any uh, graphical design and uh, and design uh, structures. So um, so I, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I I have a lot of books about architecture. My favorite architect is is a Japanese ar- architect Tadao Endo, hmm. which is uh, is doing a lot of. Uh, Concrete thing, very simple, very squarish uh, kind of buildings, uh, but um, which is, in in a sense, uh, it's very plain and uh, and uh, close to the identity of Black Rose. Uh, but to me, architecture is my main uh, my main inspiration. Hmm. Camille, yeah, after. I- I think in the in the story of Black Rose, what has been a, a big influence, like except like the the, the graphic design influences and the, the strong guideline that uh, Yogo's uh, created for for our brand. I, I think it's um, and it's it's not so easy to describe. It's a kind of combination of. Uh, of different cultures, of different universes. Um, us, uh, with our, our, our life of skill, we've been lucky enough to travel a lot and to cross different countries and also different cities. And um, and uh, yeah, me, my life been a, a, a lot around that to like mix different cultures and uh, and uh, and after d- different um, uh, discipline like. Uh, uh, like cinema, music, uh, exhibition, etc., and uh, and uh, it's it's a bit difficult to to explain how you can put that into a brand. But uh, uh, Yogo did his thing with with the logo and with this guideline. And in parallel, we since the beginning we started to create some content and to to try also to show the. The brand in uh, not only in the in the mountain but also in the cities, and um, and uh, almost since the beginning we did few events in cities and uh, collaboration with some like uh, more like concept stores and things like that. But in in parallel we 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 really developed the the brand in of course in Chamonix and after in in the in, in the mountain in in the world. Um, but I think, yeah, in the identity of this brand, there is a kind of, uh, um, just an open mind on, on the, on the contemporary life, on, on traveling and on, on mixing culture. Um, but of course that's, that's difficult to really like explain. Well, it's yeah. difficult to explain, but it's also about the language. I think, uh, Black Rose as a, as let's say, but I don't. I think he has his its own language, um, and uh, Camille writes a lot of um, of little text. Uh, if you see on our side walls, um, yeah, <laughs> in the back of our of our closing, but it's it's our own little um, poetry, let's say, and it's uh, it's about um, creating a language and the dialogue with uh, with the people that that watch it, and it's also about. Um, about uh, uh, a lot of um, second degré, we call it in uh, in French, but uh, there is a lot of uh, humoristic uh, town. In I, I don't know if I can say that 
it's hmm. it a lot of uh, the sidewall that you see um the, the the little sentence that you see on the sidewall yeah meant to be funny yeah <laughs> uh, and it's it's it, it it's a it's something special about black rose like uh that that poetry funny uh dialogue that we try to create with our customer and um it's something important yeah because the yes skiing is a pleasure it could be very serious there's some like uh people they're, they're really uh hard charger and take risks etc but uh, um but at the end it's a pleasure and we are so lucky to could ski today Okay. Uh, it's it's something we, yeah, we 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 even if we develop like strong product, really put so many effort uh, in the details in the quality. At the end, we want to just like put uh, some little things to say, hey guys, don't don't forget, skiing is is a pleasure, and uh, and after yeah, we try to, we don't want to to provide or I will say to sell uh, like. A fake thing. We just try to do like good thing and 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 thing with still a, a, with a little touch of of humor at, at the end. Hmm. Yeah, probably not a bad approach. Uh, I think I think skiing is supposed to be fun. So uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're I think you're onto something. Yeah. Um. So let's talk a little bit about apparel. Um. We've certainly seen a lot of ski companies try to get into the apparel game, and we've seen a lot of ski companies struggle um, in that apparel space. I'm very curious to hear what that experience has been like for you guys in this branching out from hard goods to apparel. Yeah, so that, that's, a, that's a good subject <laughs> because... Um, you know, we, we, we started this brand and, and pretty fast we, we built the identity and, uh, and, and we moved forward like that with, with skis for a few years. And, and, uh, and after when we realized that the identity was there and, uh, we could take the way to say, okay, we, we have a good logo, apparently, mm -hmm. or, or works and, uh, and, uh, so why not like use it as a stamp and, and do a lot of different products, but, we, 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 we never took that way. We really wanted since the beginning to try to develop some product who, who makes sense for the, the practice of skiing and who could, uh, at our level, huh, because we are a very small company, who could, who could bring something for the practice. So we did skis, as, as, as you know, and it took, it took us years to just, uh, started uh, another line of product and it was, uh, ski poles. And, uh, and, and for the ski poles, we, uh, we, we work it on a long grip for ski touring and steep skiing. And, and it's really started like that. We really wanted to bring something. And after, of course, we, on the, on the poles, on the tube, we, we, we put it our, our design and the strong scholars and, 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 and all that stuff. And, and now ski poles, it's, uh, it's an important, uh, uh, range of product for us. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's doing pretty well. And after we review, we had some meetings, of course, uh, we review what kind of product can we do? Uh, who should we do that, that kind of product? Will you, I don't know, if I take an example of, uh, uh for example, a snow goggle, uh, we check it and we say, okay, we can, can we bring something? Say, no, we, 
we we can't hmm. we we don't have the 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 knowledge or the to 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 bring something but of course apparel it, it's uh, it came on the on the on the table because um of course we all use we all use uh, ski ski outerwear um and uh, and the level was and still very very high in terms of of uh, functionality and quality um but we saw okay maybe can, can we target a very good level in terms of quality technicity we saw probably it's possible and in parallel we 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 try to to look like can we can we find our own style uh, and with the good functionality for our practice of, of skiing hmm. and uh, and so we we decided to to go for it like that we said okay maybe we can we can bring the black rose identity the black rose dna into uh technical ski outerwear um but for that of course as we did with the skis we need to target a very good level of 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 quality and functionality um but as you said in your in your question um brand who succeed uh, to go to hard good to soft goods we we don't know one i think <laughs> yeah. um, that's that's a big challenge but same when we started this brand, uh, this ski brand at the beginning, people told us <laughs> it's easy to start a new ski brand. It's uh, and um, and so us, yeah, we think we 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 can do something in our like free ski market, and we we want to to provide the the yeah the the good product, the good panoply would fit well with our ski range, and to have like few style with every. Um, every part of our, of our ski range, the, the, the difference between like a, a big mountain, old terrain, ski touring. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's how really it's, 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 it starting. And it's, I, I think April is, is really interesting because, um, you always have a space for style. It's in a sense, um, closing, it's all about style. And um, the goal is to be up to the level with the technicity and um, having all the feature and breathability. That's why we're uh, partnering with Gore-Tex. Um, and, uh, and we are up to the level with the, the technicity and, uh, and with the group of people that works at Black Hose with Yogo, with Kemi, and um, all the skiers were able to do something that's uh, highly functional. And as the black rose identity and the style and we can really recognize when people wear black rose on the slope like you can really spot them and, and recognize it so uh it's it's super interesting to create um a branded identity uh along what we did on the skis and and try to reproduce it on the on the april so it's um it's been a, a great adventure Hmm. And to answer to your question, it's uh, nothing it's done yet, but we are working really hard to make it happen and to make that that part of the Black Cross story successful. Hmm. And it's a it's a big learning curve because we knew how to make skis, yeah, and um, and April is very different, and um, and we're learning every day. But it's very interesting. 
it's kind of like it's 2005, 2006 all over again, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> you've got a, a whole new, it's effectively a whole new kind of company and, and a new whole area of product design and the rest. And so, uh, congrats. The same, people. <laughs> same people, right? <laughs> cool. So same. it's, uh, it's more work, but, uh, it's, it's very challenging and very interesting. That's it for this edition of the Blister Podcast. Many thanks to Camille and Julian for the conversation. And be sure to subscribe to our Gear 30 podcast so that you'll immediately have part two of this conversation downloaded to your phone when it drops this weekend. And you'll then get the advanced scoop on next year's Black Crow's line of skis. Thanks also, as always, to our strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob. And we will talk to you next week on another episode of the Blister Podcast that I'm really excited to share with all of you. So till then, take care.